In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, we are not going to take a real long time tonight. I am actually going to let you out early because I need to do some packing and, and getting ready too. Okay? So it's family night. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hamburgers. <laughs> Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as is well to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Excuse me. For we who have believed to enter that rest as he has said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. I want to read something that I wrote down here. In order for us to enter rest by faith, in order for us to enter rest by faith, the word of faith for rest must enter in. In order for us to enter in to rest, the word on rest has got to enter in so to us. So any time that Jesus says, I'm the door, you know, enter in, basically the only way that we can enter in to all of our uh, salvation rights and privileges in God, our prosperity, our, our, our blessing, our, our forgiveness, because we don't walk around condemned, do we? Amen? Amen. We just say, Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus. Amen. If we missed it the hundredth time, one of our rights and privileges is that we are forgiven and we have a right to claim provision by the blood amen and also healing wholeness right we're healed and whole in jesus name yeah that's one of our redemptive rights but in order for these things to show up in our life we've got to let god's word on healing get inside we've got to let god's word of faith for healing get on site we we have faith inside but it's got to be a specific faith for any area of your life and in order to be a specific faith in other words you got to name that faith so to speak and how do you name it by the word of god We've got to reveal, it's got to be revealed to your heart through meditation. It's got to get inside of us. Because there are things in our life that trip us up so many of the times. And it's like, okay, Lord, uh, why did this get in? Because the wrong things are inside. That's what I would say. You know, again, Pastor Jay has mentioned at different times, uh, the only time that I've dealt with sickness is in, sickness and disease is when I let it get inside of me. And sometimes when we weren't resting or sometimes when we didn't forgive, when we should have forgiven, what are we letting enter into us that's crowding out the redemptive healing that we have in Christ? Amen. So rest, what does rest mean? Well, it's a calming of the winds. It's a reposing. It's a, it's a laying down, really, of self, isn't it? Resting in him. Amen? 
Isaiah 28, 11, 12 says, For with stammering lips and another tongue he will speak to, to this people to whom he said, This is the rest. Amen. Amen. So sometimes we've got to just calm down. Let the anxiety go. Father, we've got the peace of God inside, but it's not showing on the outside. So I'm going to calm it down. And sometimes we just have to say help. Sometimes we just have to say, Lord, this day is not going like I need it to go, but I've got to regroup. In other words, calm it down, sister. (laughs) Has your husband ever said that? Yeah. It's usually better when I say it myself. It's usually better when I handle it myself. But sometimes he's like, calm it down, you know. Calm it down. The hormones are flying. You understand? Yeah, it's true. Let's go down to verse 11. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. What is he talking about? Really, it's a rest of faith. Lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. You know, they didn't go into the land that God told them was theirs. It wasn't something that he just wanted to give them. He had already given it to them. Just a little thing like giants in the land. Got a little bit of anxiety going to where they were wanting to stone Moses and, you know, by the the end of the day. In verse 12, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the hearts. Now that word discerner, that's what I want to camp on a little bit. It means to reveal. To make known, to disclose. There's power in this, you know. That's why it pops when I open it up. Anyway. (laughs) Seriously, let's try it again. No, it didn't do it that time. It's got to... All right. All right. We'll see if it does it again. That's a lot of fun. Okay. Yes, it's it's like some type of a soda thing. And uh, it, it has power in there. Okay. <laughs> I know, this is a different service, but that's all right. <laughs> to make known, to disclose. Every now and then I'm sitting up there and, I'm, and you might hear, Pew! that's what's going on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the bubbles, the air bubbles are building up. To reveal a secret, to lay open, to view, to display, to exhibit, an act of instance of revealing. Revelation. Oh, disclosure. Revelation. I want to go real quick. Let's go to second, actually not second, but let's go to Colossians chapter 2, okay? Colossians chapter 2. See, when we need some power. Uh, That was a little fizz. Oh, my God. 
In Colossians chapter 2, <laughs> Becky's gone to snorting up here. <laughs> okay. Colossians chapter 2, verse 1. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, and attaining to what? To all riches of full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and Christ, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now, I'm reading it in the New King James Version. But notice here, full assurance of understanding. Now, full assurance is a faith term. So understanding, what's that? Full assurance of faith. I call it faith's understanding of the heart. And really, it's a revelation of the word. And you start out, notice in, uh, well, let's go back down to verse 3. In whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. But you don't just jump right to wisdom. Now, it's something that's progressive, and it's something that's constantly revolving. What do you mean by that? starts out with knowledge. And then it, start, it, then it goes to understanding, which really is revelation. Which really is faith. Faith's rest, yes. But I'm talking about faith is an understanding or a revealing of God's word. And we need things revealed to us. You know, you can, you can have a table and somebody put a glass of tea on that table. And it's tea. You have knowledge that it's tea. But what if somebody hollers across the room, that's your tea. Then it becomes different. Then you get an understanding that, in other words, it was revealed to you, it's your tea. You don't have to just stare at it, wonder whose it is, if you can use it or, you know, drink it or not. But let's, let's say this, uh, you go over and you start drinking that tea. You sip it and put it back down. What is it then? It's, it's gone a step farther. It's your tea, but you applied that tea to your life. And that's the wisdom of God. Amen. So you've got knowledge. We've got script. It's a little bit hot in here. Anybody else? Just me? Yeah, just a little bit. Okay. So uh, we, we start out with the knowledge of God's word, and we find out by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. But then understanding of that principle, you were healed, or of that scripture, is that healing's for me. Jesus did it for me. Some people know that he healed, but they don't know that he healed me. So they're asking everybody, and maybe somebody's going to hit it. They're asking everybody to pray, and well, just maybe somebody will hit it. When God's saying, you don't have to, you know, we have people pray for us. And, and yes, we ask for people to pray for the families for comfort and, and uh, to yield to the Spirit of God and even pray in the Spirit and, and touch things uh, in prayer. But when it comes to the prayer of faith, I don't have to ask somebody else to pray for me. You know, people can pray the Ephesians prayers, strengthened by the Holy Ghost in your inner man. Well, that helps me. And I felt that strength when the staff prayed. Amen. 
from me last week. I felt that. Pastor Jay felt that. Yesterday, when I was talking with Pastor Jay, uh, because we had a long conference call and, and I was on the phone uh, actually quite a long part of the day. And when I talked to my husband, I said, honey, you need to get some rest. He says, yes, I do. I said, okay, we're praying for you. Get some rest. So I took some time to pray for him last night. And uh, I was praying for my my sister, thinking that she was just going into a, you know, standard procedure. Uh, but thank God we pray yeah. for people. Yeah. And God prepares the way and he helps them. But I'm, I'm talking about the prayer of faith that personally Jesus gave to me. Yes. By Jesus' stripes, yes. you were healed. Yes. Not just everybody, you know, not just somebody else, but I was healed. So I... I, I Find out that's my tea. That's my healing. And then what do I do? I drink that tea. I take hold of my healing. I say, Father, in Jesus' name, I, receive, I believe that I receive my healing, my health, in Jesus' name. And then I walk it out. What do you mean you walk it out? Thank God. Just like Abraham gave glory to God. Amen. So... That their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining, because faith works by love, we understand that, really love works by faith, attaining to all the riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You're not going to know the treasure of wisdom if you don't back up and get into the knowledge and get into the understanding of the thing, that's, and then you apply it to your life, that's when the wisdom starts kicking in. And too many people, they want to go, they want to start at the top of the staircase and not start at the bottom. Because I've used that, uh, uh, I love this illustration of going up a staircase and you don't know what's up on that second floor. You've never been there before. Somebody can say what it is, but you've never seen it. You've never had a personal experience about what's on the second floor of that place until you go up the staircase, look around, walk around in it, start using what's up there. Maybe there's a bedroom and you're tired, so you lay down. Maybe you see a coffee bar over there. Hey, so you go make you some Java. So to experience the hidden things in Christ, you have to go back to knowledge. It's a progressive thing. You go back to knowledge and you look at it and you start studying the scriptures and you find out not only is healing, uh, Jesus died on the cross, but he died for me. And I get an understanding. He provided health and healing for me. He provided prosperity for me. He provided forgiveness for me. And by Christ's blood, I am free. So what do I do? I further delve into the scriptures and I go over there to Mark chapter 11. And why don't we go over there? Because that's the application of a principle. We find out that Jesus died for us 
that we, uh, that we would be saved, that we would be healed, that we would be blessed, that we would be prospered, that we would be forgiven. But how do we apply it? We know he, he did that, and, and we find out we have an understanding. It's mine, but how do we apply it to our life? How do we apply it? Otherwise, it's going to stay hidden. And it's got to be disclosed. And it's got to show up any doubt and unbelief inside of us. Are y'all here tonight? Is this over your head? or? Oh, good. Well, I'm trying to keep it pretty simple. Yeah, Mark 11. Mark 11. Verse 22. Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. And what does that actually mean in the Greek? Have the God kind of faith. In other words, you have the God kind of faith inside of you. We just have to, it, it, it starts in seed form, and we've got to start acting on it. Start using it, and then it grows. We have it. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Notice that he, he starts out by saying, all you have to do is speak to a situation. You see, uh, Jesus was just using the mountain as an illustration. But what situation are you dealing with? Notice he starts out by saying, really, all you have to do is speak to it. And how do we speak to something? We take other scriptures and we find out that we use the name of Jesus. Amen. John 14, uh, was it verse 23? Something like that. <laughs> John 16. It talks about in, the, in Jesus' name. Now, uh, and we'll go find that right after this, okay? Make sure I gave the right, right one. Surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed. So what do you need removed in your life? What do you need changed in your life? You have a knowledge that by Jesus' stripes, he paid the price. For you, But in order to apply that, in order to walk in that, what do we have to do? Speak to it. Speak to our bodies. Tell them to line up with the word of God. They actually, my, my mom woke me up out of a, a very strong sleep this morning and, and put the phone and said, Dad, pray. Your sister's on the other line. They're getting ready to take her in. And I'm like, but the, okay. I guess you better know what you believe for it to come up. But one of the things I said was, body, I speak to you in Jesus. You can do that in the morning time. Now, the reason I said it is because I believe she would take hold of that as well. I prayed for the doctors. I, I prayed for light and understanding. I prayed for mercy. But then I spoke to the body and I said, body, you line up in Jesus' name. See, that's what he's talking about. Well, I thought you can only do that for yourself. Well, if she took hold of that, she understands. She's been around me long enough. She's heard the word along these lines. So I believe that she took hold of that. You understand? But notice, I prayed about three or four different things so that she could take hold, <laughs> okay? Yeah. 
because when you're praying for somebody else, they have to, you know, they need to take hold with you. But when, but that's one of the reasons why I, I applied mercy. I applied mercy. Amen. So whoever says, but let's go on down to verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, what it things soever you ask when you pray. See, this is talking about something different than just saying to it. This is, and that word ask means to ask, call, or require. But we see uh, the context there that it's really talking about asking or prayer. Uh, so whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. We, we believe that we receive no matter what. I mean, when you speak to something, believe that it has to, yes. to change in Jesus' name. Believe that you receive change when you speak to things. Amen. But believe that you receive when you go to the Father in prayer. So let's go to John 14. Let's go to John 14. Is it 14, 13? Thank you. Yeah. We'll start at verse 12. Uh, John 14, uh, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, again, that word ask means to ask, call, or require, but we've got to look at the context here. So it says, whatever you ask in my name that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, we know that the context of that is whatever you require in my name. Because we're not asking Jesus. We're just saying. We're speaking. We're requiring. We're claiming. It's the same meaning, but it's different context. So, and whatever you ask in my name, or whatever you require, whatever you claim in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And I think it was Dad Hagen that said P.C. Nelson was uh, a uh, foremost Greek uh, scholar in, in, in the, the world before he passed on. And one of the things he said that meant, if I don't have it, I'll make it. In the Greek. If I don't have it, I'll make it. So anyway, we also go over there to John chapter 16, which talks about prayer. John 16, verse 7. John 16, verse 7, If you abide in me, my words abide in you, you will ask what ye desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. So it's talking about prayer to the Father. Now, we don't demand the Father. We don't require the Father. Ask, call, or require, remember? So we just go, what did, uh, we just read that there in Mark 11. It started out with, if you say to this mountain, but then it also said, you can pray about it as well. So you can go to the Father and pray for healing. You can go to the Father and pray, you know, Lord, I, I need uh, increase at work. 
I need a raise. In Jesus' name, I just ask you to bring it in, Father. Yeah. You can ask for these things, but really, Jesus already provided healing for you. He already provided prosperity for you. He already provided. So really, I believe that you can just go and claim it. Believe that you receive it, yes, and uh, you require it, though. You claim it. You speak to it. You say, hey, this financial situation has to change. And really, with finances, what does a farmer of prosperity do? They plant seed, right? Make sure you're a tither. Okay, we've, we've got to be right about these things. We've got to be scripturally right. Make sure you're a tither so that the windows of heaven are open. But then in your giving, you're planting seed or you're scattering seed. Galatians 6 talks about a sower. That means to scatter seed. So that's what we do. As farmers of prosperity, we scatter seed. But what are we doing with our mouth? We're commissioning the angels to go forth and bring in what we need. So, and we're telling the devil to take his hands off of it. Why? Because he's the God of this world. And scripturally speaking, in prosperity, that's how we have to handle that. Commission your angels, you know, make sure you're tither, give your seed, commission the angels to go, and then tell the devil, take your hands off of it. So you're saying something. You're requiring it. Okay, you're using your faith. But for healing and wholeness, uh, again, it's already been done for you. Jesus already paid the price. Now, you don't commission an angel to go get your healing for you. Hey, Mr. Angel, I need a new leg. You don't need to do that. If God, you know, God's got parts, but I don't, I don't solicit angels for them. Okay? If the angel brings it, hey, I'll wear it. Okay? No problem if I need a leg at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm good there, all right? But um, so, you know, he brings parts. But I'm talking about in our redemptive right of health and healing, we can just say, Father, in Jesus' name, I claim what Jesus provided for me. I'm healed. I'm whole. Are we walking in love? Is there anything, you know, faith works by love, right? Is there something that's hindering us? Have we let sickness get inside by how we're talking? See, is it hidden to us? We're not living the treasure thereof. We need to put the word of God on it. We need to get to we need to meditate on the knowledge of God's word and then see that it's ours and then we need to apply it and therefore we're going to start walking in health and healing and therefore we're going to also start walking in a higher level of overall health for our bodies. Amen. These things don't need to be hidden to us. But the only way they can be revealed is when we renew this thing. And we develop our heart. We renew our mind and we develop our heart. So, again, we're, we're going back to talking about revelation. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper. Uh, we're back in verse 12 of uh, Hebrews 4. The word of God is living and powerful. And that word powerful means energia, or it's, it has an energy. 
Pastor Jay said, you've got to speak the word of God in order to release that energy into your body. For the word of God is living and powerful. That word living is zoa, not zoe, but zoa. And it means quick, alive. So it's, it's really the life of God that's an energy. And as we speak, it's a power. As we speak, it will work in the area that we need it to. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. If there's anything in your soul, which is your mind, willing emotions, if there's anything in your spirit that, you're, that, that is hindering you, you're not seeing, God will reveal it. Yeah. Of the joint tomorrow is a discerner, is a revealer of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So it, the word of God pierces your soul, your spirit. To the joints and marrow, it brings healing and health. It reveals. And we've got to put the word of God on things. Don't be discouraged, my friend. Don't just give up. Don't say, I- I've been trying so hard in this area of my life. I want, I want change so badly, but uh, it's just not, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. Because I-, I don't feel like it can happen anymore. I- I've just, I've gone so far this other way. If you will just continue to meditate on God's word, come to this church every time the doors are open. Come to the the events. Watch services like the Miracle Crusades because answers are being given. Revelation is going forth and it's going to start moving the doubt and the unbelief and the things out. It's a discerner of the soul. It's a discerner of the spirit. And the times that I just want to give up and say, dear Lord, how can you use me anymore? Shut up. Zip the lip. Well, pastor, it's hard. You don't have a revelation. Nothing in Christ is hard. We make it hard. And there are sometimes applying more faith than others. You understand, but really, if you have faith as a mustard seed. In other words, he didn't say apply the whole tree. But if you apply faith as a seed, it'll grow. It'll change the thing. And too many people are waiting, uh, waiting for the tree in its entirety. And then I'm going to apply this on my life. And then I'm going to start coming to church. And then I'm going to start doing this. And then I'm going to... No wonder it's hard. Okay. All right. We must renew our minds and develop our hearts so that we become skilled in spiritually discerning what God is saying to us. That is, in line with his word and what his plan is for our daily and future lives. Philippians 3. Philippians 3. You can go there. We're going to be closing here shortly. Philippians 3. We're on a roll, so we're going to keep going right now. But... um, Uh, Yeah, don't ask me to stop when I'm getting revelation. Pray the Lord. 
That's what we're preaching on. It's what we're believing for. So, Philippians 3, verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. I love Pastor Nancy was talking about fellowship. That's what affects our authority. Fellowship. See, I needed that line. I needed that revelation. I needed to remember that it's my fellowship with my father. It's not just taking authority over a thing, but let's go back with my relationship. And if I hadn't, okay, if I'm going to come on now. If I hadn't had fellowship with my father last night, my sister may not be alive. But I had to get over myself and repent about being stupid last week. You, you, you understand? And I was able to go with a peaceful heart and say, Lord, I'm asking you to, to show the doctors anything they need. I'm asking you for mercy. I, you know, and, I, and I talked to my father. I had fellowship with him last night. Now, there have been times when I wasn't able to get things for my family. I just I want to let you know that. And I needed to know when to quit. I needed to know when to say next. You may say, well, that's not... No, I just... I, I, it is what it is. God knows what everybody needs. And when I go to him in fellowship and I can tell it's hitting, he's listening and he's doing. Praise the Lord. But when I go in fellowship and it's not hitting, okay, Lord, I guess I better change the subject. To something that is. You understand? Yes, ma'am. And then I just pray the word for the person. Yes, That's all I can do. That's okay. The word always works. <laughs> Amen. But the Ephesians prayers give them light, understanding, wisdom, those type of things. Strengthen them by the Holy Ghost in their inner man. All right, moving right along. Um, pressing toward the goal in verse 12. So we're, we're at Philippians 3. So I needed that line that Pastor Nancy gave. It was knowledge that I have authority, but I needed revelation that really authority works by fellowship. When we confidently go to God and lay down anything where we've missed it or whatever or, or, or just stop living in sin consciousness and just say, Lord, I, just, I give it to you. I plead the blood. And now I'm righteous. I've been righteous all along, but I'm going to walk out my righteousness. So I go to the throne of grace and I can talk to him. Amen. And I was able to talk to him about my sister last night. Praise the Lord. Now, in verse 12, now, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself. Uh, to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. There you go. See, forgetting the sin consciousness, forgetting where you've missed it. Just, just wipe yourself off, get back up, and, you know, make it right. But uh, praise the Lord. Don't, don't live in sin consciousness. Live in who you are in Christ. And have a relationship. Just like sometimes you, you miss it, but you go to your mom and dad and they didn't, you know. They're still your mom and dad. 
They, you know, they're still going to go buy you toilet paper. You understand? I mean, I'm using that because that hits home. Well, they're not going to buy me candy. Well, they're going to get you all the staples you need. Amen. They're going to get you everything you need. Moving right along. I'm not explaining that one. Okay. Uh, That's all the revelation there I have. Okay. Verse 15. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this in mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will what? Reveal. He'll reveal this even to you. So if you, you know, sometimes we think just fine. It's just that we have such a sin consciousness on the mind, on the brain, that 24-7, we're allowing that to keep us from our fellowship. And we just have to say, Father, I've missed it in this area, so I lay it down. But if you haven't missed it, then... Just go right to your prayer closet. Now, there are times, uh, there are times when I'm like, Lord, I, I, sometimes I do pray this way. And you just got to be careful not to do it with a sin consciousness. But I'm like, Lord, if I've missed it in any area, I want to be right. I want to treat my, I had to apologize to my husband today. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I, I, I said a few things that weren't right on the phone yesterday with the staff. And I apologize I got a little tiffed about something, so and uh, and he says, "Honey, I want to be right too. I just needed to let you know that too. You know, he apologized to me as well. Oh, I'm just kidding. Okay, all right. No, I'm not. He did apologize to me, but I'm just saying. It's nice when I'm not the only one that has to apologize. You know. But at the same time, we're not, you know, there's a lull in the conversation. Well, what are you waiting on? I'm waiting for your apology, too. I just apologize. I don't need to apologize. What do you mean you don't need to apologize? So you're fighting over who needs to apologize. Anyway. So sometimes I'll go to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, I, I, I'm going to get that right. I'm going I'm to do right. If there's anything, I've missed it. And that's what he says. If anything you think otherwise, God's going to reveal that to you. Amen? But just don't wear it as a badge. Everywhere you go, okay, I know I've missed it somewhere, Lord. Verse 16, nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us be of the same mind. Now I want to read this. Why don't you stand up? If we want change in our spiritual and natural lives, then we are going to have to... Plant God's word in our hearts and minds and show, uh, uh, plant God's word in our hearts and minds. And it needs to show up or reveal wrong thinking, wrong believing, and wrong acting. Then we practice what we know to do. This is a knowledge that becomes understanding or revelation. And then the application of that understanding, revelation, using our faith in the knowledge of the word of God, brings the wisdom of God. Wisdom comes by a progression, knowledge, understanding, and then wisdom. Wisdom is the understanding of how to apply the word of God. It's a continual revolving account with God. You start out with knowledge. It it moves to the understanding of its mind. 
and then even a further understanding of, okay, this is how I need to apply it. And then you actually apply it, and it becomes the wisdom, the manifold wisdom of God. And we show up doubt and unbelief. We show up wrong thinking. We show it up. It's revealed by God's word. But we've got to put it inside of our hearts. It's the only way that we can walk it out. Amen. Well, I pray that this uh, word helped you. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for showing us what we need to know. Thank you for helping us, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you in this house tonight. Why don't you just lift your hands and let's just worship him. Thank you, Lord. I, I, that song, Thank You for the Cross, is just coming to me. So let's sing that before we go. That'd be all right? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why don't you put the words up there for us? Any, you got the words? Thank you for the cross, anything you just need to lay down sin consciousness just lay it down well I missed it in the area well you probably already repented for it but if you didn't go ahead and repent but just lay it down and let's leave here today not with sin consciousness not with I just don't know how to you know and if you need to apologize to a spouse or call somebody up you know sometimes it's not you can't do it right that day God's merciful all right Just make a note of it and make sure you get it right, okay? You don't need to carry that thing. Just give it to him tonight and then do the right thing. Do the right thing.
Hallelujah. We love you. We love you. Pastor Jane, I love you dearly. We thank God for this family.